Well, hello there. In this episode of the SPS podcast, we're going to be talking about five key ways that you can improve your self-belief. And we're going to ask the key question, do you believe in yourself? Let the credits roll. Welcome to the SPS podcast, the self-performance strategies podcast, unlocking the secrets to success and the secrets to performance so you can improve yourself mentally, emotionally, and physically. The SPS podcast is brought to you by the Pro Accelerator program, specifically designed to help business owners and business leaders save at least 10 hours a week while improving their freedoms of time, money, and purpose. If you're interested in finding out more about the Pro Accelerator program, check the show notes or head on over to stephentimony.com. Let's get into the episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, hello, hello. We are in the 29th episode of the SPS podcast of the Self-Performance Strategies podcast. And in this episode, we're going to be asking, do you believe in yourself? And also providing you with five effective strategies that you can use to improve your self-belief. So we're going to jump into that. We're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about believing in ourselves. But I wanted to start with a quote from Ray Dalio. And coming at this sort of idea of believing yourself in a slightly different way, because I really believe if you are to look back into your past six months ago, a year ago, two months, two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, you know, keep adding up till you were born. (laughs) Uh, I really think that you can see that you have dramatically changed. I think everybody listening to this has had a 10x change quantitatively in their life and qualitatively. And what do I mean by that? Well, if you're young and in your 20s listening to this, there was a time when you didn't even get paid for a job and now you're working getting paid. If you're in your 30s or 40s listening to this, there was a time when you were getting paid not a lot of money and now you might be earning high five figures, six figures, seven figures beyond. I don't think there's billionaires listening to this, but if there is, hi. <laughs> but what I'm saying there, qualitatively, you've made massive leaps forward from a certain point monetarily, wise in in your life and that's just one example and and qualitatively i mean you've made massive leaps forward if you're into a little bit of personal development if you're into journaling reading if you've got a degree if you've got a really good job if you've done anything that takes a challenge you have developed yourself and you have 10x yourself from the person quality wise that you were before you started that challenge so everybody has got something to celebrate in their life Absolutely everybody has. And this quote from Ray Dalio comes at this idea from a slightly cheeky and funny angle. And he said, if you don't look back at yourself and think, wow, how stupid was I a year ago? Then you must not have learned much in the last year. Oof, ouch. Now, I know there was a time in my life I lacked self-belief. I know there was a time in my life where I repeated the same year three or four times, if not more. While I was a little cocky and a little arrogant as a dude in my 20s, underneath, I was not the same. I was not. I was very, very bravado, very comedic, um, tall, reasonably good looking in my own opinion. There's my arrogance. (laughs) But I was tall, you know, uh, decent looking. I could crack a joke, could, you know, talk in front of people. Uh, you know, I, I I was able to get by in a lot of situations. I was able to get my foot in the door a lot of the times in organizations, in 
uh, friend groups into situations because I, I had a nice, likable demeanor. Now, behind all that, I lacked confidence in my abilities. And I would often play the fool to hide that, especially in high school and university and stuff when I was younger. I would, I'd be the, the comic relief or try to be the the guy poking jokes, being sarcastic, you know, making making jokes in front of the class to you know you know to to make everybody laugh, you know, in an awkward situation. And I would often get into a lot of trouble for that. Um, or I would look to fun and parties uh, to ease the pain of not having the confidence or clarity to chase my dreams. So in my twenties, I was not chasing after any kind of purpose. So I went out and had fun. I went out and fun was my purpose, like being out around the bars, hanging out with people, having a good time. That was my purpose. That's what I did. But underneath it all, I felt a lack of belief. I wasn't really moving towards my goals. And I've, I've talked about this before in a few podcasts, so I'm not going to get too deeply into it. But the lack of self-belief would come out during pressure situations. And this is what I want to focus on. In my 20s, I avoided building belief in myself. I avoided going after my purpose. And then I would end up blowing up in key moments. I would self-sabotage myself. On several occasions when I went for interviews for better roles in organizations or getting promoted, and, and a few of these really sting, especially one where a job I was going to move to a different city and I got through to the final round of interviews and I was told before going into the interview, you've got this job, just show up. And I cracked a whole bunch of jokes in that interview and I didn't get the job. Oh my God, just like, why did I self-sabotage myself like that? And I would have been able to move to a new city which I wanted to do at the time. And then the other one uh, was I was working in an organization and I was lighting the place on fire. I was just like doing lots of really great things. And I went in pretty much guaranteed to be made a manager. And this is like in my early 20s. And again, just started cracking jokes and being way too relaxed and unprofessional in, in these interviews. And I crumbled under a little bit of pressure. I, I made jokes at the wrong time. I got too familiar with the leaders. I, I didn't come across as professional or somebody who people wanted to give that responsibility to now I put that down to sort of knowing that if I got this job I'd have to actually start leveling up I'd actually have to start being better than who I was and there was a part of me that I thought I kind of bluffed my way into it you know I the, the handsome the good look the charms the the laughing guy you know what I, I I gonna I, I thought I was gonna get found out so I self-sabotaged myself so I didn't have to be found out so I gotta stay where I was you know, and then because I would do the self-sabotaging little circle, it's stupid, I would end up end up going out and partying to ease my pain, I'd blame others. And you can see the cycle I was in. And a lot of that was down to the fact that I didn't have the structures in my life that allowed me to see my growth. I didn't have the structures in my life to build that self-belief, to build that confidence and to really go after big things. And now in my early 40s, I have all those systems and I keep going after bigger and better things. I have my own business. I got promoted, I think in the last, I don't know, sort of five or six years I was working with an organization. I think it was nine or 10 times. I was getting promoted every sort of half a year to three quarters of a year. If you span them out, sometimes very quickly, sometimes being moved around quite quickly for my skill set. And when I think about the growth that I've had over the last 10 or 12 years compared to the growth that I had the 10 years before that in my 20s, I look back and I cringe hard at my 20s. Now, do I have regrets about them? Not really. I've, I've forgiven myself. That guy didn't really know better. He was just doing his best. He was doing his best. He was doing what he thought was the right thing to do, even though it was the wrong thing to do. 
And since growing like that and looking back at those years in my 20s that I repeated, I, you cringe at them. I now I get into a mode of cringing at myself pretty much every quarter, every month, every week. I look back and think, oh my God. And that is the speeding up of your growth. That is the momentum that you will tap into. If you take these five ideas I'm going to discuss later in this podcast and really implement them in your life, you're going to start getting that momentum where you're going to be building that self-belief and that confidence and you're going to be building it at a rate that eventually it will hockey stick. It will have that big shoot up where you'll just tap into that compounding momentum and you'll just go. So when I was in my 20s, as I've been saying, my life stayed very similar for most of it. Uh, I could look back over the years and I could de definitely feel, felt the same. Um, as I've mentioned before in other podcasts, if you know me on Twitter or, or where I post a lot on LinkedIn and Twitter, you know, I, I made a, a big, bold move about 13 years ago, 12, 13 years ago to move to Canada. It helped change my environments and it helped me get out of that low self-belief, low self-sabotaging cycle because I was able to pull away from the party. I was able to pull away from things and environments is huge. And we're going to talk about that as part of the five points. Then the distance I got from my old life helped me see my missteps and I was able to see my past from a more positive viewpoint. And this is another fantastic point that I'm just going to riff on for a second. Every week, month in your life, if you're growing, if you're reading books that are changing your perspective, if you're having paradigm shifts, you can then take that new paradigm shift and you can look back at the worst times in your life and you can reassess those from a different viewpoint and get deeper insights and pull out bigger lessons. Look back in your past every time you have a big growth spurt, every time that you have a, a paradigm shift, take the opportunity to look back and be like, oh, oh wow, yeah, I can actually use this to help me reframe this dark part of my past. Now, I was able to see the skills that I had got during that time period. You know, I was still going to work. I was still being a leader, I was still managing teams. So I was still able to pull out some gold and, and some information from that time. So it wasn't a complete waste. And that's why I don't really regret it because there was a lot of good things happened during that time and I got lessons. It's just, I felt like I repeated the same year four or five times. That decision to move from Canada, to, sorry, to move from the UK to Canada was huge for me. Give me the space. I've talked about it before. I'm not going to get too deep into it. You know, it was the big domino in my late 20s that changed my life. And it continues to be that big domino. It's like it continues to be the big inflection point. Now, before I, I moved to Canada, moving from Northern Ireland to the north of England to go to university was a big inflection point. But then that inflection point had plateaued for me and it stopped bringing me gains because I got into a, a, a very sort of stale lifestyle. Then the move to Canada has then provided this other inflection point and I, I've continued the sort of momentum with it. You know, in the space of a few years, I went from mid-level retail jobs in, in the UK to moving to Canada, going through a couple of years of, of, of difficulties with, you know, immigra immigrating and, and waiting for visas and stuff to actually really jumping into really decent jobs and, and earning six figures in the sales environment and the corporate environment. Now, I, lovely story, Stephen, but where are you going with the 29th episode of the SPS podcast? Well, where I'm going is I want to now break down the five key areas that help me build that self-belief from moving to Canada to who I am today. What were the five key things that I did that actually helped me build that self-belief? Now, the first one was environment, as we've talked about. We'll talk about that a bit more. But I want to really set out for you in the, in, in the back end of this podcast, you know, 
for you to start to believe in yourself because those who believe in themselves tend to rise higher than those who are talented. I think there was a study done with the people who have self-belief or people who are like go-getters will actually get further in life than people who are like naturally talented. In a corporate environment, entrepreneurial environment, those people that have that grit, that perseverance, perseverance, I can just about speak. <laughs> those people that have that grit they're going to outperform those who are naturally talented because grit will always be better. Than, self-belief will always be better than talent. Uh, people with self-belief get knocked down. They get up again. They figure out what to do to overcome a situation. But how do you build that bulletproof self-belief? Well, I want to take you through the five key areas that really helped me you know, in, in my journey and they've helped my clients. They, they are good ideas that you need to implement in your life if you want to build that self-belief and that confidence. So the first one that we've already talked about, it's been like a main feature of this podcast so far, is your environments. What kind of people are you around? Where are you living? Uh, what kind of attitudes are you subjecting yourself to daily? Have positive workplaces or groups of friends now turn toxic? Uh, can you change your environments? Can you leave? Can you change country? Can you change city? Can you change jobs? Negative environments around you consistently will dent your self-belief. And that really did for me because in my life, there's a few times where I've been in negative environments and leaving has been the best thing that I did. Now, when I lived in the UK and I was partying, that was a negative environment that I should have left many years before I did. I went from being a young, the young person in a group of friends who was out partying when I was in my early 20s and everybody else was two or three years older than me. And then by the back end of my 20s, I was the older guy and everybody else was two or three years or four, even five years younger than me. So I, I definitely hung around that scene. By the time I was 27, 28, 29, I shouldn't have been going out partying anymore, unfortunately. You know, it just happened. But, but moving out of that environment and learning that lesson meant that when I was working in a sales environment, later on earning decent money, but that environment had turned toxic, the job had gone a bit toxic, I wasn't really enjoying the environment anymore. I left that maybe six months to a year uh, later than I should have done, but I left that. And then I went into another job that was quite similar and I left that within six months because the lesson had shortened. The environment lesson had become something that I was very attuned into. That as soon as I stepped into an env a new environment, I was like, oh, this is the same environment. And if I stay here, I'm not learning the lesson. So anytime that you are not happy with your environment and you leave that environment, make sure you're very, very specific about why that environment was negative. Toxic people, uh, didn't enjoy the work, whatever that is for you, make sure you're learning the lesson. Because leaving an environment just to go from one hot frying pan to another is completely and utterly pointless. So that's that's a key one to remember. If you want to raise your self-belief, be very, very aware of your environments where you're working, who you're living with, who you hang out with. Be clear in your environments, okay? The second area we want to talk about is your experiences. Everyone has taken hits. There's no one listening to this who's not taken hits. From failed businesses to projects that flopped hard, you've had big negative hits. Everybody has. So get over it. Stop it. Stop Stop thinking that, that, that that's the end. It's not. It's just something that happened. Because... You've also been lucky at times. You've also had moments where things have just worked out, where things have just like magically happened, where a miracle has happened. You're like, oh my God, how did I pull myself out of that situation? How did that scrape not end up ruining me? How did I get out of that situation? Whether that's in sports, whether it's in business, whether it's in a fight in the street, I don't know. I don't know who you are or where you're coming from listening to this. But there have been times when you've been lucky. Like you're driving a car and someone nearly crashes into you and you're like, oh my God, I can 
my reactions just pulled me out of that. You have been lucky in your life more times than you can count. But I can tell you right now, I'm 100% sure that you focus on the negative points, that you only remember the times you were negatively impacted. You only remember the bad points. What you experience shapes you, but you have a tendency to focus on the negative. You can let it all dent your self-belief. You can let all those negative things dent your self-belief, or you cannot be a victim and see it all as growth. And this goes back to the long story I told <laughs> at the start of this podcast about my 20s. Now, I could have a lot of regret about my 20s and still be beating myself up about it, but it's 20 years ago now nearly. I'm in my early 40s. You know, why would I still want to be beating a certain part of me up 20 years later from a guy in his early 20s? Yeah, by the time I hit my 50s, that will be 20 years ago. You know, in 78 years time, when I'm 50 year old, I'll be 20 years uh, uh, past the end of my party time when I was in my 20s. So would it be wise of me to still be beating myself up as a 50 year old man being like, oh, I regret my 20s. It really ruined my life. No, that's absolutely fucking ridiculous to act like that. So even acting like it now, five years, eight years, 10 years past the dark moments in your life is pointless. Look back at your experiences, look back at those dents and pull the lessons out of them so you don't make those mistakes again. So that's how you build your self-belief. You build your self-belief by pulling the lessons out of the times when things went wrong. Now, the third area I want to talk about, extremely key, is your inputs. When I was younger, when I was in my darker years, you could call them, <laughs> I, was, I would just be watching TV, watching uh, you know, s stupid movies, playing lots of video games, you know, just listening to a lot of music and, and not reading anything, uh, you know, knowledgeable that could help improve me. Uh, when you listen, read and talk about the negatives of, uh, in life, you're, you're negative. Like, I think I used to watch the news all the time. I used to watch the news at least once a day just to see what was going on. Also, because it was mildly entertaining. I think Channel 4 News in the UK used to be my favorite news show at like seven o'clock at night, I think. I, I, I always enjoyed their um, their opening music compared to all the rest of the news TV shows, but I haven't watched the news in years uh, because negative information like that, crappy TV shows, shitty movies, crap aggressive music with shitty lyrics uh, will, will dent your self-belief and affect how you see the world. But this also works in reverse. Go talk, read, or listen to people doing bigger and better things than you and you will see your possibilities expand. Reading those personal development books, leadership books, watching the YouTube videos that are positive, doing courses, starting a side hustle, a business, having deep conversations with people who are four or five steps ahead of you, even one or two steps ahead of you, that those types of inputs are going to shift you into taking more action, which is going to help you build your self-belief. And again, if we go back to my story, when I switched over from not watching a lot of TV, from not listening to a lot of stupid music, uh, dropping the movies, dropping the video games, and really focused 80% of my sort of content um, in, intake to positive stuff that was helping me be a better person, I took big leaps forward quite quickly. I, I went from being somebody who was probably behind most people to being somebody who was in front of most people mentally, emotionally, and physically in a pretty short period of time. So your inputs really do matter. And this falls on quite well to the to the fourth point, which is your hobbies. You can stack wins in areas of your life away from your business. You know, you can do that by focusing on hobbies that create rewards for you. Like if you learn how to play the guitar and you get slightly better at it. You learn how to do a bit of uh, video editing. You learn how to edit edit sound. Like I, I have to learn a little bit of sound editing for this podcast. But when you start 
following your interests in life and you get good at your hobbies and your hobbies uh, you know, are fueling you in a positive way, like building Lego or doing something with art, when you're winning with your hobbies, that momentum will actually build your self-belief. It distracts you from the business struggles or the life struggles that you're currently having. And you might actually get some insights into those while you're distracting yourself with a healthy hobby. Now, your hobbies could be going to the gym, going for a hike, but just anything that you can do that's positive. Now, a hobby is not drinking alcohol, going out partying, womanizing, you know, staying up really late at night, playing video games, watching Netflix for 12 hours in a row. That's that's not a hobby. Hobbies are things that are high value, creation, art, going to the gym, going for a hike, like I said. These are positive things in your life, but when you focus on positive hobbies and you get better at them, you stack wins, and when you're getting better at your hobbies away from your, your main sort of life development, like I was saying, that winning feeling is contagious and it starts impacting you in the other areas of your life. There's a strategic byproduct to having healthy, positive hobbies that you are slowly but surely getting better at. Feeling good in one area of your life spreads to others. So to build yourself belief, get yourself a really fun hobby. Final area we're going to talk about in the 29th episode of the SPS podcast, where we're discussing how you can improve your self-belief, we are going to talk about your attention. Your attention is key if you want to improve your self-belief. What pulls you? Where do you put that attention? Do you focus on the 100 good things in your business or do you let the one bad thing derail your days and your weeks? I've touched on this idea earlier when talking about your experiences. Self-belief is hard to build when you always have your negative glasses on. You've got to take them off. If you're constantly focusing your attention on negative inputs, negative news, negative information, negative thoughts, and then you take negative actions because of those inputs, your attention is on the wrong things in life. It's on the wrong side of the coin, so to speak, because there's a positive side to the coin. There's a positive way that you can operate in life by journaling, by meditating, by being very hyper aware of your inputs, by being very hyper aware of your experiences, by being very hyper aware of your environments. You can create outrageous amounts of self-belief by curating your life in a way that you're constantly winning and you're constantly getting good positive feedback coming to you. And that positive feedback doesn't necessarily mean that you're constantly winning in a sense that everything's going right for you. You could still be failing, but because you're looking for the learning and you're looking for ways to improve, that failure doesn't really come to you as a failure. It comes to you as an opportunity to grow. And that's what you've got to have your attention on. And that's what we mean about having positive attention. Because if you're pulled to the negative side of every situation, you're going to keep yourself in a negative situation. We go back to what I was talking about earlier on in the podcast in my 20s. Everything I was doing was negative, And then I was doing negative actions because negative things happened to me. And then I was doing more negative things. And it's just a spiral. But if you flip that around and you do positive actions when something negative happens to you, then you take positive actions after that and you keep taking positive actions. Anytime anything new negative happens to you, you're in a cycle of looking for the pauses, looking for the learning and looking for the opportunity to grow. And that is where I want you to 
flip your mind, flip that switch, flip that coin over, flip it into the positive side, and that will allow you to build that self-belief. But this is just the tip of the iceberg. These are just five little areas that I personally have journaled about, thought about in my own life that have helped me build better self-belief. There's so much more to self-belief than these five points, but I hope that my little personal story, I hope that these five points made sense to you. And I hope that as a business owner, as somebody trying to get better in their personal development journey, somebody trying to actualize, you can actually see, okay, how can I use these five points that Stephen just discussed in my business, in my life to get better? And let me know if you are listening to this podcast and you are, you know, thinking about trying to build that self-belief so you can take on bigger and better things. Let me know what you think of these five points. Where can you make quick shifts to build your self-belief? You know, you need it if you want to build a successful business. So hit me up on my socials at Steve Timoney on Twitter. That's where I mostly hang out. That's S-T-E-V-E-T-I-M-O-N-E-Y at Steve Timoney on Twitter. And then if you want to hit me up on LinkedIn, I go by my full name, which is Stephen Timoney. It's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-T-I-M-O-N-E-Y. And I am on LinkedIn. I have the same profile picture on LinkedIn as I do on Twitter. So you'll recognize the the beard. (laughs) And then you want to slide on over to my website. That's uh, stephentimoney.com. That's S-T-E-P-H-E. E-N-T-I-M-O-N-E-Y.com. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me know what you think of the 29th episode of the SPS podcast. And we will speak to each other in the next episode. Make it a good one.